the Zenial Odyssey podcast, where hosts Remy and Bobby Rocks explore life for people born in the late 70s and early 1980s. Each week, they embark on expeditions exploring their analog childhoods or interview guests about navigating adulthood in a digital world. Join them on another adventure to discover what it means to be a Zenial. You're a hot shit. Oh, you mean hot shits as in, like, when somebody has a shit and it's literally fire coming out of your asshole? Yeah, yeah, and you're holding on to the side of the sink and you're crying. You're like, you're not crying, but there's enough water protruding from all of your face. My ass isn't crying. Your ass is crying. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but the boomers were like, oh, yeah, that kid's a hot shit. Oh, fucking boomers. Fuck you all. Fucking boomers, dude! All right, Rem, welcome back. It is the holiday season, but we're not here to celebrate Christmas I don't know if everybody who's watching there at home can see. We have our aluminum pole here kind of splitting us in between. So you know what that means, Rem? Oh, sorry. Um, that means that we're celebrating Festivus, That brother. means Festivus for the rest of us, the airing of grievances and feasts of strength. Let's go! And, and with that in mind, by the way, and with that in mind, by the way, I, uh, I put together a little jingle for everybody if you want to hear it. I didn't fuck it up. It's the fucking thing that's fucking it up. It's the holiday season. Burn it all down. And while many people are grabbing Christmas trees... We deserve better than this. Remy and Bobby Rocks are grabbing their aluminum poles and getting you ready. <laughs> they need to know your flaws as well. For a podcast episode unlike any other. I think they're gonna have to. 2023's Best of Us for the Rest of Us podcast episode. It's a fucking ADHD kid's wet dream. Christmas is coming for me. Christmas, come and kiss my dick. Oh, shit. That, oh. One, that one was different. Oh, that was weird. That was weird. I don't know where that one came out of. But anyway. That, that better be a fucking reel. But anyway, Rem, yes. The airing of grievances. We made it, Bobby. We made it. We, we made, made it. it to the end of the year. Holy fuck, did we make it. We did, Jesus man. Christ. All right, Rem. So yes. basically for everyone, if you don't know, let's give a little backstory to Festivus itself. Please do. Festivus is was made famous by the show Seinfeld. Mm -hmm. Specifically, it was made famous by, and I do have notes. Hold on, I do nice. have notes. Uh, Don't one, forget, we're Zenial, and this is this is our topical. era. So it, it is topical. It's topical to us. Okay, so the um, the writer Daniel Keefe. Yes. He wrote the Festivus episode. It is not the Festivus episode. The episode's title is actually The Strike. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because what, it, what does everyone remember about that episode? Festivus. Festivus. Everything. Yep. Festivus for the rest of us. And Dan it was what? And so what? For those who experienced it when it happened, what was Festivus? Festivus was essentially was George's dad mm -hmm. basically saying, everyone's going to come over to my house and we're going to have the Festivus fest for the rest of us, the airing of, of season's grievances. Yes. And... Uh, essentially, in the episode, everyone, no one, people, uh, some of them know, some of them are kind of like, ah, oh, shit, not this again. Yeah. Uh, but the rest of them are like, okay, yeah, whatever. It's good. It's a good reason to get together. Yeah. And then at the end, uh, George brings his boss over. And what he doesn't know is that one of the grievances is that his dad is going to talk shit to his boss's face, which by itself is fucking amazing. Hilarious. And you just know George's going to get fired. For yep. that. Yeah. Um, and then after that, as the episode ends, they do the feats of strength. Where originally it was supposed to be Kramer wrestling George's dad. Dad, yeah. By the way, George's dad played by the late great Jerry Stiller. Come amazing, on, man. amazing. Ben Stiller's actor. dad. Yeah. Just, what are you doing, Jerry? Yeah. Like just fucking crazy. So it ends with the sounds of uh, basically his father beating the shit out of him in their in their living room. We don't see. We never see the feats of strength. Yeah. We see the the foretelling of the feats of strength and the pure terror it strikes into George yep. Costanza. And I mean, you have to explain the poll. Yeah. Just, by the way. Yeah. Good so, job on so the poll. So the poll. Bro. So it, uh, in keeping with the fact that it is a celebration of sorts, uh, the poll is supposed to stand in for a instead of a Christmas tree, you get a poll. Which, by the way, at some point, the poll would play a role in feats of strength. Yep. We don't know, but we don't fully know. Like, we don't know exactly what it means. No. Me and um, Bob are going to wrestle at the end of the episode, so stay but, tuned. But you know what's awesome about Daniel Keefe? What's up? You know how he created Festivus? Oh. His father created Festivus. Oh, it was So just was, it his... was an actual thing they celebrated wow. in his home. And that's why they wrote it. Yeah. That's why they created the episode, because it was like, well, uh, fuck it. I but, mean. But much like how Charlie Brown's Christmas became iconic, and now there are people who buy the Charlie Brown tree, the Festivus episode became extremely oh, iconic yeah. for people mm -hmm. immediately. Because it was just, 
for our generation, all right, we'll be honest. Let's talk about this. Our relationship with Christmas, Gen X's and and Zillennials' relationship with Christmas is an odd one usually. Yeah, for me, I don't know about you. For me, it is a double edged sword. 100%. I have as I have as many positives, experiences, and memories and good feel good feelings as shitty. Feelings. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, depending on what age you uh, you talk to me about it is how I feel. Well, exactly. That's the thing. Usually, what Gen X has had were good childhood christmases yep usually really good family mm -hmm. wasn't dead yet everything was dope and then there's usually a turning point i think and our generation sort of became embittered with christmas because we we got to see it go from sort of family oriented to this incredibly commercial spend 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 mm -hmm. spend thing and it's funny because that's literally what's addressed in the charlie brown christmas special from yep. the 50s and also um festivus is a rejection uh, it's a rejection of consumerism yeah that, and, hence a fucking aluminum pole. Yeah, just like the ugliest yeah. thing you could possibly exactly. have to celebrate with. But yeah. the idea too is that even being jaded, you can make something fun for yourself again. You can Rem you can fuck around and do improv and So Rem, the, the best way I can put it is my two favorite Christmas songs, one of them is from my childhood and one is from my adulthood. Okay. And they very similarly reflect my uh, my ideals. Give them to me. Okay, so the first one is obviously Nat King Cole's Christmas bells are ringing. Yeah. I think it's an incredible song. Nat King Cole was an incredible singer. All his singer. Christmas songs are some yeah, of the but best. But I mean, I just mean Nat King Cole was like with the background singers and everything. Like that to me just is like Christmas, Christmas, and in a good way. Yeah. Now, do you know what it is for my adulthood? Um, you know that's tough. Let me. It's a punk rock song from um, the '80s. Yeah, hold on. Oi to the punks and oi to the skins. Nope. And let me finish. To the world and everybody wins. No. Um, how nope. about Father Christmas? Give me some money. Nope. Um, you, would you like me to sing the opening? No, I want to keep guessing because okay. I All think right. this is going to be good for right. for the air. All right, All how right. about um, you know the one I'm talking about? Yeah, I do. Dun, 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 yeah. Dun, I call dun. that like a disco Christmas. It is. Was, yeah, Merry Christmas, Merry um, Christmas, and a Happy New Year. Uh, okay. So this is Christmas. You're getting closer, but that's not it either. Okay. Um, fuck, because it's a rock song. Okay. Can I tell you my favorite? And we'll yes. see what it because yep. the chances are slim, but I would like bring my guitar in and play this whole song. Um, it's Christmas time. There's no need to be afraid. Is that um at Christmas time? No, I'm I'm gonna ask. Is that David Bowie and Bing Crosby's uh, no, drummer? No, that's um. I was gonna say we live in light and been in a world of plenty. We. Shine a light of joy. I don't want him to stop singing. That's no. why I let him go. On. It's a um, put your arms around the world. It's Christmas time. Lord, say a prayer. Pray for the other the ones. Be the better song for starving people of Africa. Yes. Yeah, yeah. The, the British, do they know it's Christmas do time at all? They? Yeah. Not that one either? N no, no. Paul Dude. McCartney, that one he has? No. no. I'm, wait, okay. I'm no. Good. Would, I'm, I'm serious. Would you like me to sing the opening? Yes. It was Christmas Eve, babe, in the drunk tank. Oh, my God. That's the- An um, old man said to me- The Pogues? Yes, the Pogues. Fairy Tales from New York. Okay, cool. Yep. Wow, fuck. I was, getting, yep. I was getting close. It's a Christmas song. It's a very fucking depressing Christmas song. Yeah, it is. But it reflects me as an adult. And I, like, think, and I think Father Christmas is dope. Yeah. Because it's like, mm -hmm. fuck rich kids. Like, hook <laughs> the poor kids up, too. Yeah. All right. So, Rem, how um, I want to make something clear to everybody out there. This isn't just going to be like shit on. We're going to shit on a lot of stuff, but we're not just here to shit no, on. No, it's a things. celebration. It's this also year. a celebration. Feats of strength. We're not going to necessarily talk about physical feats of strength. We're going to talk about feats of will. Uh, how about that? Things we faced this year that should have fucked us up that we managed to overcome. Yeah. So, Rem, do you want to go first, or would you like me to go first? Um, you know, you had the great idea for this for the. Right. Um, yeah, I'd say run with it a little bit. All right. Bit. So I guess I'll start this as uh, Mr. Costanza did as well. Yes. I have some grievances. <laughs> I'm here to listen to them. Yeah. I have some grievances, and you have all upset me very much. I love that part, but uh, when he's talking to the whole table and everyone's kind of had that, like, holy shit. All right. So I'm gonna start uh, with. Um, how about I just go for a big one right here, and it is topical because it was this week. It is regional. It is for people, oh, especially. Dude. Okay, how about a big festivus fuck you to the Rhode Island Department of Transportation? Fuck you. All right. So you for, were waiting for us to die. So for anyone who doesn't know what I'm talking about, I'll tell you. On Monday, this past Monday, was December 11th, all right, at around 3 p.m. So, yes, let's play that out, Rem. Is that during 
rush hour traffic. It's an inch before. It's an inch before rush hour traffic. The Rhode Island Department of Transportation said the Washington Bridge, which connects Interstate 195. So if you're living on the south coast of Massachusetts, it's what connects you to 95 going through Providence. Yep. That's a highway that roughly a million people use a day. Extremely necessary. It's one of the necessary routes. They said, oh, the bridge is catastrophically going to fail. We're closing it right now. While people were, like, driving there. And then it's like, but what do we do? We're going to route you through East Providence. East Providence doesn't really have highways. So you're talking about this. What once was this becomes whatever Remy's doing, yes. And then, yeah. So but if it, you had, so, so give them an idea of a change for the length of commute for these people who are doing this uh, every day. For me, if I were going from where we live, the city we live in, mm-hmm. to Providence, Rhode Island, it would usually take me 25 minutes. Mm-hmm. It now would likely take me two and a half hours. Not only that, well, we're not done. We're not done, everybody, because it impacts my commute to work, which I don't even use any of those highways. Because now a lot of people are using the highway that I take to go to a different highway to go around all that bullshit. Yep. So what would normally take me, Route 495, that's what people are using, Route 495. For me to get from where I live to Route 495 usually takes me 15 minutes tops. Mm -hmm. Would you like to know what it takes me now? I would. 40. Just to get to it. 40 fucking minutes to go like 10 miles. Now let me reframe this for people. Everyone's got jobs. Everyone's jobs happen in a certain amount of time. You navigate, excuse me, you give yourself time, little window for mistakes, but you know work is going to take you this long to get to. You know this. Yes. Every day, okay? Let's say you get up to work at 6 a.m. I get up to work at 6. He gets up to work early as fuck. Now you're talking about people who are working their asses off, turning eight-hour days into 15-hour days for these fucking people with no alternative. So for me, I'd be losing my fucking mind because I just stepped into a new career, trying to make a good impression, and that would fuck my whole life up. Now, Rem, some people may be saying, well, why are you getting so mad at the Department of Transportation? How far they, did it they, go, Bob? They did, they did the safe thing, and you would be correct. They did the safe thing. Okay, but now uh, we have had images of what, how the bridge catastrophically was ready to fail. I'm talking berms and beams Not that connected. are gone. They are no longer connected. And they said, oh, it was fine up until this point. It's been like that a while. It was because people noticed it. It was a ticking time bomb that they were cool with us using. And they they almost, they were tempting fate. No, they were. They wanted to push it as far as they could till they, they didn't have to. Till they realized, oh, it's probably going to collapse around 4 p.m. today, so let's shut it down at 3. Yeah. You fucking assholes. Like, like no, I is. don't even mean for the inconvenience it means. It's for fucking everything. And it's for letting it get there. Yeah. Like, ultimately, people saw it and they were like, wait a minute. Bridges aren't supposed to look like that. So they were like, yeah, you're right. Sorry. But I'm convinced they were going to do what a lot of industries do and wait for catastrophic failure to address it. And they were they were basically playing playing a game of, ch- of fucking chicken with people's lives. Oh, yeah. The, this isn't like a cute little bridge. This is a fall in your car to your immediate this death This is a fall into a river and you're dead bridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like a, a river that's roughly a mile wide. Like, this is our golden gate. Taking you way, out to right? the Atlantic Ocean. It's kind of our golden gate. It's Providence's golden gate. And yep. Providence, by the way, Rhode Island, known for very, very many lovely bridges. It is. Yeah, well, one less. It is. Unfortunately, when you are in a state that is has that many bridges hence the name's island mm-hmm. um most people don't know 80 percent of the bridges have been said they're gonna fail in the near future so this is now like a chain react so really what pisses me off is i think they were just waiting it out to see how close can we push it how far can we push it yep with uh suffering as little casualties as possible yep they're playing with our lives and that's what's fucked up and when that that's bridge just fucks me up that bridge gets you know sometimes gets locked up when it's fucking crowded and you're talking about that would have been the death of fucking thousands. At any time, like, worst case scenario, if that happened during a rush hour, you're talking the, at least the death of, like, a thousand people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Only Car- a thousand people. Car loads with kids and shit like that. Yeah. So Bob's been dealing with that. I've been luckier, very, very lucky that I drive a different highway. So for me, it's been, it's I haven't felt it, but I've seen friends online who are like, what the fuck? So I have to get up now at 3.30 in the morning to get to work for 8? Like, yep. fuck that, dude. Mm-hmm. I would I, honestly, I would probably be like, "Yo, fuck this," and go back to writing. <laughs> so, um, what I have had to do instead is I've had to take back roads. Mm-hmm. Which you're good at. Two four ninety five. Yeah, you know mass. And I just take four ninety five because it's only one exit, and I take that and get back on my highway. Yeah. And then it's 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 actually faster than sitting on that. 
But either way, my commute is now longer than it was. Yeah, of course. Like, I was always anticipating when I get close to Route 93, that's when the Boston traffic is really going to get heavy. Yeah. But now I have traffic literally at my doorstep, and then it breaks for a little bit, and then traffic gets heavy again. Yep. And I'm just like, nah, nah. And we're not even in, like, the summertime where people would be, like, wanting to drive. Exactly. You're talking about driving <sighs> when it's 25 degrees out at 5 in the morning, oh, pitch black. So, yeah. Yeah, that's that's, that's a that, fair is a, that is a festivus fuck you to the to the Rhode Island Department of Transportation, yeah. to the municipality of of Rhode Island and, and all that shit. Clip this too. Clip this and share it to our socials because a lot of people feel the clip way. It. Yep, yeah, I'll clip you that. just you just kind of captured the essence yep. of how everyone's feeling. Yep. To quote to quote uh was it Marv, the rapper in Eight Mile? Award. Well, I have to hear the quote. Award, the fuck you in a here's a here's a fuck you and a have a nice day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. When he's like, Ward, I think you were a little hard on the beat. Yeah, well, that's my fuck you and a have a nice day. How about that? I like it. All right, Rem, I'm gonna kick it over to you. All right, my grievance is Bob doesn't even know what I'm coming with, which is no. interesting because we talked a lot in the car, but that's like our pregame. But so my first grievance is gonna be a strange one, but I think there are gonna be a ton of you who in some way or another have been affected by this. So this year, um, my mom broke her back. And her leg. And she was in bad shape. Her back and her leg. Yes. Okay. So just, you know, older women, dude, my mom's petite. Older ladies break. They're brittle. Osteoporosis and all that is it's a huge. Thing. It's yep. real. So she broke her leg, and then that brought her down and broke her back. So I've sort of become a temporary caregiver to her. And, um, you know, it's been tough. Of course. You, get, you work all the time, and then you work. You know what I mean? There's no time for me. I'll say that. There is no time for me in my life right now, and that's okay. But um, but what I've seen with her is the fucking system. Holy shit. Like, holy shit. We, it took us three months. She had a broken back to get anybody in to check on her. Um, we tried to get special appointments where people would come by. And, like, they made us go to the hospital, even though she's fucking broken. And they'd put her on X-Men machines and, like, bend her and fuck her up worse. Dude, it was crazy. And then, so I was set up to be her home care person. I was approved. Everything was fine. And then now they've withheld my pay as her caregiver for nine weeks. Why, have be they said? Um, It's the most insane shit. My mom used to own a bookstore, Okay. How long ago? 25 years ago. So so obviously not recent. Not close to being recent. Okay. And because I would be her caregiver and she's my boss that signs off, if she ever owned a business, they need to know her like every business gets a number. And But like here's the thing. The bookstore closed 25 fucking years ago. And for whatever reason, the IRS won't give my mom the number and they won't approve me till my mom gets the number. So I've seen this series of things where it's like nobody's offered rehab. Nobody, like everything we had to get for her, we had to fight so incredibly hard. We're talking about like fucking 22 phone calls a week to just different organizations and places and having them tell you to call someone else and then tell you to call someone else. You know, we finally got PT in. It was decent. We got OT in. It was decent. But watching, you know, watching my mom in terrible shape and the system just kind of being like, well, Fuck you. You need to work really hard to have anything done. I think for, uh, and so a big part of this is the way elderly are treated in our society. Yep. The way they're mm -hmm. fucking shuffled away. Yep. Like if I wasn't advocating for her and fighting for the last three months, she wouldn't have any of the things she has. And my anger stems from the fact that I shouldn't have to. Yeah. She's this, paid taxes her whole life. She's never like she's never done anything wrong. Again, this is the problem boomers have putting blind faith in a system that obviously now doesn't is, give a fuck. Doesn't give a fuck is that uh, when you are at your most vulnerable and you need all these things that you've paid taxes into your whole life. The response is, and I'm sorry if this do it. Beautiful. Thoughts and prayers. No, no. That's, I, that's basically what it is. 100 percent. Oh, we'll get back to you. You don't get a call for two weeks. Like, yeah. it, it's been nuts. And so what I've seen it do, so I've been there to help her from, like, completely losing her mind. Mm -hmm. But just seeing the effect it's had on her and how, like, they've made her get into, sorry about that, into worse shape as a result of her having to struggle, it's been fucking damning. Like, there were points this year where I was ripping my hair out. Um, and just trying, just trying to make an inch of progress, ripping my hair out. So... For me, a huge grievance is the fact that 
there are things set in place for people that I'm sorry to say aren't really set in place for people. They're deliberately made to be as difficult as they can. So the people going through the processes get to a point where they say, say, give up, fuck it. hundred percent, dude. And if you're a stubborn prick, like probably both of us are, uh, they have another plan in place for people like us. Wow. The board's strong today. It is strong. No, that is what it's like. 100%. You won't hear shit. So, I feel like if I wasn't, dude, if I if I hadn't advocated and been around my mom the last three months, she'd be dead. Old That's people, up. old people go and they get lonely and they get sick. So it's I've been very blessed that I can like provide her with that, but it's a lot. It is. It's a lot on me, but I'm not putting it on me. Would, I'm would, saying, would you put it past uh, the powers that be that this is a, a subtle like strategy of theirs because people are living longer and it's a way to pay people benefits. Less amounts of time, therefore making the pool that they steal from. Yep. Which they don't tell and us that about. That they retire on. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that's 100% yep. what, what ultimately it is, is people need to understand that when we were younger, growing up, the medical industry wasn't a billion dollar profit industry. It survived making people better. And then through meds and medication, that whole industry realized it can have its foot on uh, everybody's neck. That's what we can do. Yeah. And so that's the other thing is, you know, I, when they do offer shit, it's like they're offering my mom fucking perks, and I'm like, no. She's fucking 73 years old, and she's fucking sick. I have an idea. Let's get, make let's her do a drug her, Let's dope her up. Yep. And then, for, you know, for the rest of her life, however long that may be, she's going to be taking pills. I said, no. I said, we can do this in ways that's more organic, you know? But for me, it's been exhausting this year. I'm sorry, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, that's, been... that's, a, that's, a, that's a dick punch. Yeah, no, it was a lot, man. And, and so I'm hoping by airing it, that lets out some of the tension. I also think that this video is part of this is going to be us being like, yo, let's hold some of these fucking powers that be accountable because we are the victim of their indiscretions and their stupid choices. Of their, of their fuckery, which, again, disregard. Oh, look at that. Back-to-back grievances about disregard for human life. No, oh, look at that. And mm. think about it. If, if, if my mom was doing this fight alone, she would have given up. Yes. And I'm assuming that 70% of the people who go through it do, and that's how they keep their overhead. But we're not doing that. I'm fighting them to the fucking the marrow of my bones, bro. Good. I'm glad to hear that. Thank you. But fuck you to the service industry, not the people in it. The people who do that job are amazing because they get treated like shit too. But the red tape of that industry is a fucking joke. And do not ever trick yourself into thinking it's not a business. It is a business. Yes. The and best when- thing they could have done to my mom was the worst thing would have been to make her a drug addict so she's paying them for the rest mm-hmm. of her life. And how do you keep a business like that going? By being shitty. By being shitty to human beings. Yep. Yep. So before we continue, just in case anyone forgot. I didn't fuck it up. It's the fucking thing that's fucking it up. It's the holiday season. Burn it all down. And while many people are grabbing Christmas trees. We deserve better than this. Remy and Bobby Rocks are grabbing their aluminum poles and getting you ready. <laughs> they need to know your flaws as well. For a podcast episode unlike any other. I think they're going to have to. 2023's Best of Us for the Rest of Us podcast episode. It's yeah. a fucking 88 HD kids wet dream. Christmas comes just once every year. Now it seems that Christmas is here. Christmas, please come down my chimney. I've been a good boy. Christmas Santa, bring me lots of toys. Well done. Well yeah. done, Rem. Well done. Thank well, you. Well done. I appreciate that. So, do, so does everyone else. Thank you. Thank you. That's a good fucking Christmas beat, though. Yeah, it is. That beat yeah, is, slaps, right? bro. Right? right? All right, so let me... Toss the ball back to you. All right. So mine, again, is more topical. It is related to something that literally happened this week. Oh. Uh, so I told Rem on the way here. Um, this A week ago today was my birthday. Mm-hmm. I, dude, I'm so, and, and you, you a, saw my post. I don't make a – I'm one of those people that – Yeah, but people, you're my family. If people – well, I appreciate that. Um, if people wish me well wishes – thank you. Thank you. If people, Happy birthday, brother. Thank you. If people wish me well wishes, I'm genuinely like, thank you, but I'm not like a – I'm not one of those people that's like, why the fuck haven't you wished me my birthday yet? Yeah, like, I, I'm just, no, it's fine. How did I spend the day before my birthday? Spending oh. $1,500 getting worked on in my car, which was fine, and I got it. Oh, I know where you're going. And then my birthday was low-key. Actually, my wife asked me what I wanted to do, and I said I wanted to go to on a date, have a date night, and go to the f- eat at the first place we ever had a date. Oh, where's that? It is a place called the Sugarcane restaurant it's in bridgewater it's by winter place nice um it's uh, it's thai it's 
uh, Japanese. It's it's like multi. Fusion? It's multi, yeah, place. Nice, nice, nice. Um, so I got chicken and shrimp kimchi. Ooh. Which, yeah, uh, chef's kiss. Fantastic. And then the next day, we got a monsoon. Uh, yeah, yeah, here. for real, though. We Again, did. love the schizophrenia of Massachusetts weather. Uh, literally the day before it was like 40 degrees. It was fine. It was sunny. And then the next day it's like driving six, rain, 65 degrees with like 40 mile an hour winds. And it's just rain flooded streets, like flooded and flooded streets because of where we live. So I'm actually working on a podcast episode. I'm sitting at home. It's about nine o'clock at night. And I hear on my door that never really happens anyway. So I'm like, okay, all right. What's this? So I go, I open my door. It's one of my neighbors who lives in the same condo. And he just goes, hey, hey, brother, how's it going? How's it going? His name's Ryan. He's an awesome guy, by the way. Uh, he goes, hey, you always, you know how you always park? So basically, you can do on-street parking, yeah, which means you're literally on the side of the road facing the direction whatever you're going. I have off-street parking, which means there's parking spots right off of that. And there's, like, curbs and shit. So I'm, I, at least in my mind, I'm protected yeah. from any fuckery that goes on. So he goes, hey, brother. Uh... Did you hear the accident that happened out there? And I was like, no, no. And he goes, yeah, some fuckhead was speeding down the road because I live in, the, like, the rural area of the city. He said they were speeding down the road, and they were going to try to pull in here into our condo complex. And there was a car coming, and they just timed it wrong, probably because they were speeding, probably because it was fucking wet out and raining and shit. Yeah. A lot of reasons why you shouldn't speed. But he goes, but basically they nailed each other, and the car that they hit, like, took out a bunch of cars, and I'm pretty sure yours is one of them. And I'm like... All right, so I walk down there with them, and uh, sure as shit, uh, there's a bunch of cars. Like, my car, I park it straight. The person who got hit, they were hit so hard, they hit my car and made my car go that way. Like, they moved the back end four feet. Yeah. Um, to my eye, it looked like it was all just normal. Like, it was more superficial damage, uh, drivable. I, I As soon as we were able to move the car, because I couldn't move it because there was someone next to me. Who, by the way, I didn't hit. I was that far away from well, their car. So that's good. Yeah, as far as insurance goes, I didn't. I didn't cause an accident on anyone. Yeah, you know, the yeah. whole bullshit that they. I caused an accident on someone, but four cars caused an accident on, on mine. Me. That and caused blah, blah. the accident to be yeah, caused. So I avoided that. Um, but now I have to get the report, and I have to get my car fixed. But there's also a chance that it's going to total my car, and I'm not ready for a new, especially with the price of fucking cars right Ugh. now. Like, so that's something that's been weighing on me for the last almost seven days. Yeah. Like, and I'm pretty sure uh, over the course of having to drive my car to work to and from that uh, they knocked my exhaust off, which they did to the first car that they hit next to mine. They, I mean, they, like, they, that was a custom exhaust. And they knocked that fuck right and flattened his tire, everything. Wow. Yeah. And so, yeah, and people went to the hospital. So I, I was limiting my anger. Like, okay, are people, like, cause if people, someone's like dying, I don't wanna be like, you know, as your as your soul's leaving your body, like you know what? I'm glad. I'm glad. I don't want to be like that. I don't want to be that spiteful. But it's the fact that this is the time of year, and I had just dropped fifteen hundred dollars on yeah. my car, and I have an older car. My car has two hundred and sixty thousand miles on it, and it's still driving well. The engine's still yeah, yeah, yeah. phenomenal. Uh, with the price of everything right now, I don't need a fucking car payment. No, nope. I don't need that. So to the person who just couldn't simply drive the fucking speed limit in a monsoon, there's a big fuck you to you. That that's that that is what I have. Should I um let them know how Please. oddly weird our lives yeah. are? The stars aligned in a bad way. So, and I was wondering why you commented the way you did because it just happened to you. I saw the post. Mm-hmm. So Wednesday night I had my first work party. Um, work for a cannabis dispensary, cannabis industry, rented a place, really nice restaurant. Everybody got high. It was dope. It was fun. Had a couple makers marks. I like I don't drink often, but when I do events like that, I'll have a couple. Can whiskeys. I interrupt you? Do you do it straight or did you do it like with uh neat? Like, but do, or I was gonna ask her, do you do it like a highball? No. Because I I drink makers mark. I, I drink it. It has to be Canada dry ginger ale. Ooh. It, not any not all ginger ales are created equal. Yeah, yeah. I haven't tried that. Um it it's it's if you if you do it right, it's delightful. Yes, it has alcohol in it, but that to me is like the epitome. Of uh, of socially drinking. That's exactly you just it. drink that very slow and yep. just enjoy yourself. Sorry, continue. No, 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 of course. So night was fun. Everybody bonded. I come home that night pretty late, park on the street. I uh, I get up the next day, open my door, and I see that my car's been hit during the night. Where was it hit? Passenger side. Okay. Um, like, did it look like they went, like, like yeah, bumped Yeah, it's a, it's off a little a scrape. 
All yeah. right. Um, and I mean, it's not going to destroy my car or anything, but nobody wants their car to look hood. My car already has some issues and looks hood. So I can't avoid that at this point, unfortunately. Um, so I was like, I walked outside and I was like, man, what the fuck? I get inside my car and there's a little folded note on my windshield. Hidden though, like tiny. Grow it, unfold it. Clearly a girl's writing. She's like, hey, I have it on video. A car pulled out of blank and backed into your car and drove off. Now, what's funny is where I'm staying right now, the person who hit my car is literally, I could swear out my window to them. So they're right there. And I found out who they were. And um, I went and left, I, I went into their yard the other day in the morning at like six in the morning before I went to work. Stood in their driveway, smoked a cigarette, looking like a fucking psychopath. And I left a note on the person's car and I was like, hey, bud, looks like you hit me and drove off and kind of looks like I have it on video. Oh. Yeah, I'm like, does not look like a, uh, that's just not a good look. It's just not. I said, so I'll give you a couple days to do the right thing. I'm like, you know, I'm your neighbor. I'm right next door. You know where to find me. So I'm giving them. I don't mean to interrupt, but that yeah, that's oh. the yeah, that's the pictures. I'll I'll put it in the video, everyone. But that's the pictures that my roommate, my how my uh, condo uh, neighbor uh, took for me because I went outside without my phone. So yeah, that's he, bad. Yeah, he took all those for me. Yeah, but um, and so since then, oddly enough, okay, since I left the note, there have been no cars in these people's driveway. No cars in the driveway. Like, they fucking knew that if they disappear for five days... They turn into the fucking cockroaches that they were, and they're... Yep, statue of limitations for the, for the fucking phone call. But it doesn't matter, regardless. It's on video. So I'm going to give this motherfucker time to Why, you're be... Roughly, I, this is what, I, sadly, I found out. You have 30 days. Oh, you do? Yeah, you have 30 days to claim it, to okay. file it. Okay. Yeah. So my thing right here is that, listen, you're a fuckhead. That's fuckhead bitch shit. To do that to someone, if you left a note on my car that was like, oh, my God, I hit your car, I'm sorry, let's discuss this, we'd be good as fuck. That's adult shit, bro. That's stand-up that's stand human being that's type That's being stuff. an adult. Yeah. I fucked up. You know what? I wouldn't have called any insurance on you, motherfucker. I would have asked you to repair my door subtly, but I wouldn't have let you get any hits on your insurance, and I wouldn't have let you do two weeks in jail, which, sorry, yeah, I've looked into it. Hit and runs can very much get if, if charges are pressed. So... I'm giving this motherfucker a chance to do the right thing. But that window's getting awfully closed, Bob, and I work a lot. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So yep. um, so we're going to see what happens. But much like Bob, how fucked is that, right? Me and Bob both got hit and ran the exact same, essentially the same day, practically. Yep. Brothers, man. But um, shitty things to have in common, but it's funny. So my grievance also goes out to the shitty, coward, fucked up, stupid person who made a terrible life choice. I'm talking a life choice. This shit can follow you, bro. If you catch a charge, do you like working and making money? Oh, you do? Well, you're probably going to be doing some fucking, like, lawn care for people under the table because you're going to fuck yourself. So the likelihood that you're watching this is, yeah, right? That's, that, was, that, that deserves that, yeah. The likelihood that you're watching this is slim, but I'm just letting you know. I know who you are, and I know what you drive, and I know where you live. And all I'm going to say to you is what I said to Bob driving here. I am the last motherfucker I'd want to hit and run. I am. So Also a good fucking line, by the way. Thank you. I'm the last motherfucker you want to hit and run. No, really. Like, there are certain people and, you know, older people. Oh, it happens. But, like, I'm, I'm big and Bob is, too. We're big on old school, like, be a fucking man. Would I have punched you in the face? No. When I found out that you lived next to me and I saw your car, did I have to actively not punch you in the face? Yeah. I had to go into my room and eat some edibles and fucking find my zen because you're five feet from my door. Yeah, I won't lie, Rem. So um, the accident, yeah, I'm filled with rage over the initial person yeah. who, who started all that. Yep. The, the person who started the chain reaction. But you know what? And then I saw the tow truck take their car away. And I saw how fucked up their car was. They and, destroyed and my next thing is, well, I hope they're okay. No, of course. I don't wish anyone ill in, yeah. in terms of pain. You got it bad enough. You yeah. got it, you're having a bad enough night. Okay. But just be, you know, fucking just listen, man. Bob talked about this on the way here. There's a spectrum, okay? And it's fuck around and it's find out. Now, when it's here, by itself, it's fine. When it's here, by itself, it's fine. But when they cross, the X point is where stupid motherfuckers learn shit that they weren't ready to learn. Yep. So just, you know, I would say going into 2024, do a little less fucking around so people like me and Bob have to do less finding out for y'all. Yeah. 
And if you can find out for yourself, that's ideal. Yeah, Don't just... let other people have to be the one to find out for you. But look at us. Are we the two dudes that you'd want to hit and run and drive away from? I'm thinking no. That's just a guess, but I'm thinking no. So anyway, fuck you. You still got a little window to do the right thing. I don't see you doing it, so it's going to get messy, unfortunately. But I did. I want you to know as a man I gave you the opportunity. But yeah, so so you know, maybe for, at this point we'll step a little away from the negativity. That's for the fine, rest. yeah, because as as Rem and I have talked about before, uh, as we get older, I don't have the patience to just live in the negativity. Oh man, it ages you and it no. exhausts you. So do the right thing. Fuck you. And you know what? If that's the worst thing that happens when I'm when I end my year, Bob, I'm all right. No, that's fine. All right. So where are we gonna go next? Um, I would like to talk about feats of strength. I think we both have at least one thing that we can say. I oh, think that's fine. Okay, this year. We had a hurdle at this point, and we were scared and didn't know if we would jump it and get it, but we did. So for you, what was your feats of strength this year? What was the moment when you were proud of yourself because you kept fucking fighting? Working at a job that was starting to trigger uh, PTSD, residual PTSD, and uh, getting to a point where I just said that, you know what? Like, fuck it. I'm going to look into paid family medical leave, which is something we have in Massachusetts. And uh, because it was the alternative was, yeah, am I going to make exactly what I was making for a salary? Nope. I'll be able to pay my bills. But you know what I won't have? I won't have all that bullshit that was weighing down on me. And I'll tell you guys, you can go back and watch old episodes and you'll be able to tell the episodes before Bob took the vacation. Yep. Not in an insulting way, but there was the, the, Bobby had this more like, like I'd fucking bump the mic and he'd be like, and his eyes would bleed. And I knew it was more than the mic. And then I finally ended up talking to you in the car yeah. ride one day. And I yeah. said, I, this is what we do for brothers. We say, yo, bro, you good? And I'm like, no, actually, like, no. Actually, now that you no, ask me, I'm not good. I don't think I'm good. I'm wound no. up. I'm ready to fuck someone up. And I don't like being there. Yeah. And then you did the adult thing, man. And you said, how do I catch yep. my breath? I stepped away. I was proud of you for that, man. Thank you. Thank you. And what uh, it led me to was, first and foremost, even if you have the ideal job, there's always bullshit out of job. Always. Red but tape, it, bro. It led me to a job that was better. And I got, I'm got i experiencing things that uh, are new to me, and I'm, it's a job that is willing to invest things. Not that the last job wasn't. It was just no, I was, I I was in though. a role. And I want to be clear. I love that organization. It's yeah. just they made a decision that impacted more than me. I just was in a position where I could do something for myself. And you did it. And I did. And it saved you, like you, because you were you were getting frenzied a little bit, yeah. little, little manic, right? Yeah, yeah, I was, I was, and then um, I got a job where uh, I travel. It's they they are paying t- so that I can learn new skills, yeah. which makes me a more marketable person. Whether I stay at this company or leave someday, because I'm I'm of that mindset now too. At this age, mm-hmm. like if I can find something, if this no longer serves me, and I find something else, and obviously making more money, I'll go for it. I don't give a fuck. Like whatever. Yeah. That's again the anti-boomer. I'm not just locked into a job for life. No, no, no. I'm locked into to a job until I don't want to be locked into yeah, it anymore, exactly. and then I move on. You're your own maestro. Yeah. And so. Uh, I've gotten to travel a lot. I've gotten to see people all over the state because uh, one thing I love about Massachusetts is we are we are pretty diverse. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Geographically diverse, but also the population is diverse. And I've gotten to see people, you know, on the North Shore, north of Boston, every denomination, Western Massachusetts, every ethnicity. Yep, yep. Yeah, and then um, the needs of the company I work for are different depending on what region of Massachusetts it is. So that, that stuff has been really cool to me, and that stuff keeps the job fresh. It's mm-hmm. not like showing up to an office every day and same old, same you're old. You're challenged, but you're not beaten down. Right. Exactly. That's a good way to put it. Thank you very much. Yeah. No, I get it, man, and I've seen the change, and it's like, that's why every time I pop in, I always ask about work first just to make sure your shit's flowing, bro. Yep. And yep. It's, it's been a great change for you. And even if I have, because I have had shitty days. Of course and you're Rem a And I've talked about that, but I'm like, but in context, it's shittiness compared to bleakness bleakness that's a good way yeah that's a good way to put it yeah okay how about uh i turned it over to you all right um all right, because a year ago right now i mean it's funny man it's like um and i'm not saying this to make fun of or make fun no, no, of, no. of any of the effects that was going on it but rem was in was in such a rut that it was like is there any is there any end in sight and then something else would happen yeah and it's and it's hard it's hard for anybody when it gets that like bleak, bleak no, again. Yeah, there's no light at the end of this tunnel. No, man. I, I I had gotten to a point where I just everything was broken, 
but I think for a minute I was either in a victim stance or I was in denial about it, and I I didn't know what to do. And it was like dad died, and then I I sort of lost the place I lived at, and I was floundering, staying with friends, and then I lost my cat. It didn't die. I gave it to my ex because she had a better home for it, and I was kind of in between things, but my cat was my life. So it was like every then my mom's fucked up. So it was... Um, and I'll be, I'll be fucking straight up in this episode and blow some minds right now, but I'll be honest with people when I say this. Nobody knows this, but I'll fucking be honest about it. For me, I really feel like if my birthday is in three months from now, and I think that for a while I was like, oh, if things don't improve by my birthday, I'm going to off myself. I think that's where I was because shit, they, I just, I couldn't sleep. I was fucking, I couldn't eat right. Like, everything was fucked up. Everything. Mm-hmm. I had no yep. center. Um, and so... I think it got to a point when I realized that, um, yeah, I was going. Like, I was going into the abyss. And so I sort of had to say, what of the things around me happening can I actively try to change? And let's see what they can do. And and a big one was me having to realize that I didn't want to write anymore for a living. Yeah. And w- when you first interviewed me for the site and stuff, that was kind of what I talked about. And that was my identity. And I loved it. I had it for 10-plus years consistently. But I've watched the change in writing and I've watched the change in the internet and I've watched people, writers lose their voice because everybody wants everything to be a bland info dump and not have any unique voice to it. Mm -hmm. So I got to see an industry that I fell in love with become kind of bastardized. And in that process, I realized that I'd hit my my million word goal. I wanted a million people to read my writing and then like half a billion read my writing. So I was blessed. But I realized I was kicking an empty can and not making any progress. You know what I call that? I call that when you, uh, you're climbing a mountain, figuratively speaking. You're yeah. climbing a mountain, and you get to the mountaintop, and you don't see other mountains to climb. Yeah. You just see you've reached the top. Yeah. And, and while, on the, and while it's, it's, uh, it's, it can be majestic, it can be, fill you with, like, with euphoria, there's also do, disappointment. It can do the opposite. Yeah, but the, at some point, eventually, there's a letdown because it's like, well, there's, what else is there? Yeah. And for me, I've rebooted myself so many times professionally and personally, so I just didn't think I had the strength to do it again. But the reality is I did it again. You know, I have people like you in my life. I got my buddy Jamie. I have some really kind people who basically were reminding me, hey, you're fucking Remy. Like, yeah, you're fucked up. That's okay, but you've been fucked up before. But you're Remy. You come with a presence. You come with a personality. Yeah. And you can't let that become pasteurized. Yeah. You know, so uh-huh. I had cool people and I saw, I told Bob, Bob and my other boy Jamie too are, are have such strong work ethics that I like saw that and was inspired by that. Cause Bob was like, I'm doing this, then I'm doing this, then I'm doing this, then I'm giving blood, then I'm, and it's like, holy shit. All right. So I need to hustle and I needed to find a new industry. I wanted to get in the cannabis industry and I landed in it after so many rejections too. That's the thing people don't get is you get six months of no's before you get even an interview. Yep. And then I got a couple interviews, and that was the first thing that happened to me where I was like, okay, I'm not completely hopeless. The interviews told me that there was potential, um, and then I just committed myself to getting that work. I got in the work. You know, anytime people called out or banged out, I was picking up shifts. I was supposed to be taken on, like, permanently as staff in February, but they offered it to me last week, and what's crazy is they offered it to me on the one-year anniversary of my dad's death. Oh wow! I didn't know that. I didn't know. What I know. I haven't really. Wow. Yeah, yeah. How crazy is that? Wow. And I didn't even know. I'm just sitting in the front booth, and my boss comes in, and she's like, "Hey, um, how do you feel?" I said, "Yep, let's fucking do this." I well, said, well, let me see if it works for you now because I realized I had it off. <laughs> so I guess for all of us, it'll be a lot of dead air because, uh, you know. Look. Bob just looked at the board and went, oh, he turned it off like a fucking idiot. All yeah, right. That shit happens. That's but, all right. So, yeah, I, and I think, like I said, I was fucked, and I, I just, things kept happening. You know, three of my tires got slashed at one point. Yeah. I had a uh-huh. window broken. I don't know why this shit was happening, but it was happening. And so stuff kept stacking, and I was just like, I didn't think I had the strength to do it for like a whole year. Yeah. You know? But I did it, and I'm here, and we're, we got the fucking pole up, and we're talking about... But that for me is like, you know, I we both got to a point where we were kind of lost a little bit. But we both didn't sit around and wait for it to change itself. That's right. the thing. And that that's what it was for me is me being like, oh, okay, I need to change this. And then I changed it. And for me, it's changed everything for me, bro. It's changed my value. You know, I'm up early. Like, I'm doing normal shit that I just didn't do for a decade. 
up early. I'm fucking way more active. So, yeah, man, I'm really happy. I feel blessed, but I also know I put the time into it. But that was my feet, man, because I didn't know, man. Once once March 17th of 2024 hit, I, I wasn't sure where I was going to be. He, that's And, and I'm, well, I'm glad. I'm glad it turned out. Not, not just for many reasons. Yeah, but no, no. Because you, you deserve it. Thanks, brother. You, you deserve it, especially after... I mean, yeah, it's because uh, uh, literally, it's it gets to a point where it's like, how much is enough? And right, that's I'm, why people get the they get those kind of thoughts. Because it's that's like why I have gotten those kind of thoughts yeah. before. Once you hit five things in a row, you're like, I'm not ready for the sixth. Yeah, you know. But I'm here, and I just like I said, it, it's been a complete change in my spirit. I mean, even again, you can go back and watch the episodes and tell when I'm fucked. Me and Bob wear ourselves on our sleeve. Yep. You know, for a long time, the beginning of the show would be this: How you doing, Rim? Oh, I'm crying every night and praying for death. And if you think that's a joke, go back and watch how many episodes I say that exact thing to Bob. Mm -hmm. Now, was I saying it to alleviate it and to be kind of goofy? Yeah, but there was an element of like, I'm There's always an element of truth. Yeah, miserable, oh. you know? Especially in comedy. So, no, the yeah, comedy tragic has, comedy. Yeah. You know, so so for me, it was just, and now I got a new prospect and I'm going into 2024 with, with a reinvigorated light. And I was close to that light going out, dude. Like, yeah. I just, I felt that. So- Goodbye to writing. Um, I quit my last writing job two days ago because I was taking on full time. And outside of full time, I, I generally I'm working six out of seven days because I'll always yeah. pick up extra. Um, but it's a completely different world than where I was at the beginning of the year. And so that has me and Bob, you know, for, for obvious reasons, we're both going into 2024 with different attitudes than we came into 2023 because we both came into 2023 fucked up. And that's okay. So, Rem, I, 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 I only, and I'm only asking this because I forgot. Yeah, I forgot there was a there was one of our uh, followers. Oh, word had a, had a festivus, so I know I I I, it, it, I wish we worked it in because we, we I thought we were gonna end on a positive note. Are you okay with uh, with their uh, their request? Yeah, of course. Okay, well just uh, just to remind everybody because we got positive for a moment. I didn't fuck it up. It's the fucking thing that's fucking it up. It's the holiday season. Burn it all down. And while many people are grabbing Christmas trees... We deserve better than this. Remy and Bobby Rocks are grabbing their aluminum poles and getting you ready. They need to know your flaws as well. For a podcast episode unlike any other. I think they're gonna have to. 2023's Best of Us for the Rest of Us podcast episode. It's a fucking 88 HD kids wet dream. Best of Us is so much fun. Me and Bobby are number one. Every time that Christmas comes, seems that I come too. Oh my God, what the fuck I do? <laughs> hey! <laughs> All right, so yes, we'll end the episode uh, with some uh, listener feedback. This comes to us from Mr. Michael Snowgrove from the Probably Wrong Podcast. By the way, Mike... Thanks so much for having me on the other night. Uh, check it out on the Probably Wrong Podcast. Have Facebook me on page. too one night, man. I'd like to meet you. I've heard wonderful uh, things. Wonderful things. The wall Fun. of sneakers, bro. Come on. Yes, yes. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll share. I'll share the uh, the reels that, that yeah. he made from it. But uh, when I reached out to social media, he was the first one who contacted me back about his own kind of airing of a grievance. And so I thought his grievance, especially for us here in the Northeast, uh, was topical. Air it, baby. And his grievance was that. Uh, our uh, legislators apparently passed a, the Sunshine Act, which would have ended daylight savings, which means they would have ended it so that in November we wouldn't be rolling the clocks backwards. Going to be fucking sleep at 3.30 at and night. It wouldn't, and it would mean we would be the end of the sun setting at like 4 p.m. At worst, it would set at 5. I'll take it. It's good. I'll take it. Fine. It matters. That made its way to the president's desk, and he just kind of was like, what? Huh? And then didn't do shit with it. And so nothing happened. So we still have what daylight is, savings. Stuff. What is this document on my desk? I, I can't read. No, no, listen. I'm not, we and don't I'm not hate even, Biden. We hate them all. We hate yeah. Trump, too. We yeah. don't like Trump. Don't ever think that we're like Don't skewed. get me wrong. I think there's a chance that no matter who the president was, that would have gone to their desk and died. It's just he's the sitting president. So I'm going to say fuck you to him for doing that. But he did ignore it. He didn't address it. Yeah. And that was fucked because it would have made a huge difference to workers, too. It's the most miserable fucking time of year, and it's Christmas time. And there are workers who lose and gain out. Like, it's just, it's fucked up, man. Like Rem was saying, and I, I experience it, too. Sometimes I go to work in darkness and come home in darkness that's typical for me like yeah and if it's a, if it's a day where i'm in a certain office i don't have windows no light so it's like literally i get no sun and then literally people think why people like drive 
Well, apparently for us around here, drive off the fucking Washington Street Bridge on 195 because <laughs> it's so shitty. Even if it's against yeah. their will. Yeah. There, see, hey. hey. hey But so, you know what? That's a fair grievance. And I think if you talk to people, which I have, I've talked to people before, um, everybody wants that shit gone. It, it is exhausting. Yes. It's weird. It makes people get seasonal depression so much worse. Like, yes. It starts in November, it carries to December, and then by January and February, you're fucking fucked. In February, you're just in survival mode. Yep. Like, you are literally like Robert Downey Jr.'s character. Survive. You're it's, literally like that. No, it's gray. It's gray and freezing. So, I agree. Great grievance. And I think it's a shame um, that it wasn't even touched on. Half right. the people don't even know that it passed and yeah. that it would have been a thing. No, because what apparently everyone's caught up on is the stuff that doesn't matter. So, um, whatever. I just won't even go into that. But, Rem... We've reached the end of the Festivus episode. Before the actual end of the episode, can I do a feats of strength? Sure. I'm glad he didn't take out the camera. Me too. That would have sucked. That would have been like, fuck off. (laughs) Well, I have another airing of a grievance (laughs) at that point. All right. So until the next time. Sorry. Thank you so much to the people who watched us this year. Thank you. Thank you. You know, we know we're not in the millions, but we're not trying to be in the millions yet. We're trying to get an audience of people who like what we do and who interact with us. People trying to get in the millions are trying to be like everybody else. We're not trying to be like everybody else. We're not Joe Rogan, and we know that. We're trying to be like ourselves. Exactly. So we really, like, this wouldn't matter if we were saying it to dead air. We would still Mm -hmm. say it because we like what we do. But the hugest thing this year, the biggest takeaway is thanking y'all because doing these episodes kept me leaving my house. Even when I was fucked, I was coming in. Yep. And so... That wouldn't have happened if we, I mean, even if there's 20 of you, we genuinely appreciate y'all. So Merry Festivus to all of you as well. Stay safe. Travel safe. Deal with the family. It's it's only during the holidays. They're not as bad as you think they are. If they say some stupid shit, give them a hug and go outside and smoke a joint. It, it's simple, but be safe. Be loved. Share love. We love you. All right. Yep. Until next time, everybody, take care as always. Be safe. You think they bought it? <laughs> 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 I don't think they bought it, no. Right, fair enough.